To kick off each hour of the Best of the Quest Pledge Drive, we've asked the Catholic schools in the Archdiocese to say a prayer. Hi, my name is Nora Miller. I attend St. John Bosco Academy and I'm in the seventh grade. The thing I love most about my school is how everyone is so kind and welcoming. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest. And we are back, hour 19 of the 24-hour pledge drive here on AM 1160 The Quest. I'm Dave Savage, the production and programming manager. And uh, we are thanking so many people for support here uh, financially. So thankful for every donation that's come in. Uh, And I just want to get a couple more. I want to mention a couple more names. These were people that called in during the 9 o'clock hour, and they were able to get some of that match money going. Uh, So uh, Kathy and Chris, we thank you. And also Barbara. Uh, awesome. We thank you as well. Um, this hour, uh, we have Deacon uh, Jerry Kazin. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning. And you have brought with you Father Ben Thompson from St. Benedict's. That's correct. Yeah. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so so what's going on here? So uh, I asked Father Ben mm-hmm. uh, to, to join. I think he's got a great story of, um, you know, from I won't say start to finish, but where you are now, uh, just post ordination, and, and I think he just you know needs to share that. I wanted you to share that after hearing a little bit of it. So awesome. Um, so yeah. So so I think maybe uh, Father Ben, if we could maybe talk about maybe that foundation of faith that's led you to priesthood, right? All right. Um, um, so what are some of those things that uh, listeners might be interested in, the, the key events there? Well, I get, I get to some of the more interesting aspects of it, not all the nitty-gritty details of my whole life. But I think one of the important things about being here on Catholic Radio, too, is what was kind of influential for me is I was not entirely surrounded by a bunch of Catholics, right? I uh, kind of did a lot of research on my own. Uh, Other forms kind of like this were things that kind of helped me out along the way. Uh, Catholic Answers Mm -hmm. back in the day, particularly their forms, which (laughs) I found Mm -hmm. out they've done away with, which... Mm. Well, oh well. <laughs> well, and, and plus, uh, Catholic Answers is on every weekday here, six p.m. Oh, nice! So you can check nice. that out. Nice, it, nice. It, That's it, good. It, it, people can f- see what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but one of the one of the things that really started to introduce me into the faith was uh, two two aspects particularly, and one was art. One was art, kind of running into art in my teens, I would say. Uh, things like Lord of the Rings, really. Just uh, clear stories of good versus evil, uh, present, a presentation of the good or the beautiful kind of drew my attention to away from some of the more mundane things in life. I, I find myself, as I think most people do in this society, surrounded by a bunch of trivialities, mm-hmm. and they aren't satisfying. They're distracting, but they aren't satisfying. So good art kind of drew me out of that to kind of a higher calling, made me start to think about the question of what was the good. One of the other big things that drew me out of myself was philosophy, the objective, the aim of the objective. 
And I was over in Baylor in Texas my first year of my college, and I was surrounded by a good amount of good Southern Baptists mm-hmm. and uh, a good, good group of people for the most part. Uh, I think I might have overestimated how faithful everybody would have been over there, but, uh, but a, good, a good group of people to start school out with. And over there, I had an academic advisor, and she sat me down and was talking about an elective I should take. And this elective was a introduction to philosophy. I think it was an introduction to logic or introduction to critical thinking. And I had no interest in taking a philosophy class. Because when I thought about philosophy, what I thought of was a bunch of subjective, useless speculation. Yeah. And I thought of it as something kind of the opposite of mathematics, you might say. Mm-hmm. And well, what and it sh- kind of is. Well, I would say no. Oh, actually. really? Okay. Yes. Well, you've studied it. I, I have right. so. I would say no. In fact, this is how she couched it. This is how she sold me on philosophy. <laughs> she said, philosophy is basically turning language into mathematical equations in order to determine the validity of what is being said. Wow. And I was very fascinated with that. And that's very much what it is. Philosophy is largely logic. Philosophy is the foundation of all sciences. In fact, back in the day, they would have called science natural philosophy, basically logic applied to nature. Mathematics would be philosophy applied to quantities or shapes. But philosophy itself is simply logic. It's simply reason. It's simply logos, you might say. Mm-hmm. And I fell absolutely in love with logic and philosophy. Well, this culminated, this kind of desire for the truth, the desire for beauty, the desire for goodness, and philosophy itself, this culminated in an event that happened at the end of my freshman year. So what was that? I was working at a factory and doing factory labor, very busy and tiring. And me and some friends went out to see a movie that day after one of our (laughs) days of labor. And it was The Omen, or a remake of an old movie called The Omen. Mm -hmm. And this movie was about end of the world, all that, you know, fun, fun little movie on the end of the world, entertaining thing. And I went, I remember going home and going to read the book of Revelation because I knew that's what Christians read for kind of end times things, right? Mm -hmm. And a little bit of background on that. I'm, I went to an Episcopal church as a kid. Me and my family stopped going after a certain period of time, but, but I, I knew something about Christianity, obviously. But I had, I had called myself atheist for a little while. Uh, by that point, I was probably deistic. Yeah, so just uh, if you just joined, you're uh, on Quest Catholic Radio. Uh, this is our fall pledge drive. Uh, you can uh, make a donation, 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160 to make a one-time or monthly donation uh, to support this life-changing station. Or you can go to the website, uh, thequestatlanta.com. Uh, the quest com, or there's also a quest mobile app to do so mm-hmm. so father ben let me go back to a point you just made on the good I, i've mentioned this to you before here in your story to me that is just like an example of grace you know the silent um alluring or wooing you almost in a way 
that 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 um, maybe you didn't even know it at the time, but you were looking for that good. Another thing you said that is interesting, especially philosophy. There is a 20th century philosopher, uh, William James, who said wisdom is knowing what to ignore. I think that's fascinating. You talk about all the noise. You have to you have to separate the signal from the noise. So maybe knowingly or unknowingly, you, you did that, and it's very fascinating. Yeah, William William James is absolutely right about that in many ways. <laughs> uh, God enlightens all of us, all of us, literally all of us. And so oftentimes it is more about eliminating the clutter than it is finding some distant thing in heaven uh, as he is present to all of us. But yeah, so the good, the good was very attracted to me. And it's this thing kind of leading up to this point that I'm about to mention. Mm -hmm. The good, the good, the true, the beautiful, these all basically mean the same thing. And these, this is kind of realized in Platonic philosophy, and it's something that was also basically canonized in Scripture even before Christ and some of the some of the works of the Bible, the the Fuller Bible, the the Bible Christ used or probably used the Septuagint, which mm -hmm. includes more books than like say the King James Bible, right. for instance. Seven to be specific, <laughs> right, right. So like the Book of Wisdom, for instance, is almost a Platonic treatise treatise on on philosophy to some degree, mm -hmm. to some degree. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's what God is. God is goodness itself, truth itself, beauty itself, existence itself. We use those words interchangeably sometimes, and there's good philosophical arguments to demonstrate how all those things are actually the same thing. The reason why we might call them something different is simply because of how we interact with it. Like truth is referring to God through the intellect. Goodness is referring to God through the will. Uh, beauty through desire. Uh, existence, just my simple being or my spirit, you might say, in reference to God. But they're all referring to the exact same thing. Yeah, so, so let's not lose our point on this spot but it's also stirring in my mind. You know, you mentioned about when you were, you know, a young teenager, right? You're you're wrestling for the existence of God. I, I think there are many listeners, including me. You know, at, at a younger age, you always wanted to try to get certainty. I mean, tell us a little bit about that 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 restlessness of you're you're seeking the existence of God. Right. Well, I wasn't necessarily seeking the existence of God for a while as a as a teenager, right? So I self-identified as an atheist, at least for a little bit. It's kind of hard to go back in memory to reflect on <laughs> things when you weren't very self-reflective yourself in uh, those days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, there was a point where I kind of switched my mind from atheism to, you might say, deism, which is a belief in God, but it has really no impact on your life, right? And that, that happened. I had an argument with my father about... God's existence. It was very simple, very kind of juvenile logic. But I was thinking that, well, you know, the Big Bang explains everything, not knowing, of course, at the time that the Big Bang was discovered by a Jesuit uh, astrophysicist who demonstrated 
contrary to Einstein, and Einstein was not happy about this, through Einstein's own physics, that the Big Bang probably happened. <laughs> and that was a big blow to kind of an atheistic theory of the universe, because the Big Bang was, was very, looks very close to the events of Genesis, for instance. Mm -hmm. It does, yes. So... Yeah, I did not know that at the time. So me saying me saying the Big Bang it just displays my ignorance of, of the history of astrophysics and the history of the universe. At any rate, I was saying, well, the Big Bang describes everything, explains everything. So we have no reason to posit the hypothesis of God, naturally. And my father simply asked me, well, what caused the Big Bang? There you go. I was like, oh. The uncaused I cause, right? I, didn't think, right? I didn't think about that. So I went, I remember going back to my room and reflecting and being like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess there isn't like proof that God doesn't exist. There's not proof that he does exist, at least so I thought at the time. I, I changed my mind since studying logic. But I thought there's not proof for him. There's not proof against him. And I have this kind of moral intuition that it's probably a good thing to believe in God. So yeah. pretty much said to myself, well, I'll believe that God exists. Yeah. So you're listening to Father Ben Thompson in the Archdiocese of Atlanta and the Quest Atlantic Catholic Radio, AM 1160, and our fall pledge drive. Please call 470-508-1160. Uh, That's 470-508-1160 to make a one-time or monthly donation. Um, uh, or you can get, donate online at thequestatlanta.com, thequestatlanta.com, or via the Quest Atlanta mobile app. Deacon Jerry, can I just jump in here? Sure. I, I want to mention, because uh, we've been getting quite a bit of this lately, and we, we have it again for this hour. Uh, if you make a, a donation or a pledge up until 11 o'clock, we've got a dollar-for-dollar dollar match. Okay, so so I don't want to over-explain it, but a $50 donation, well, all of a sudden that's a $100 donation. You donate $1,000, it's $2,000. Whatever you can swing, it's going to be doubled. And I was just informed that the next five callers, it, whether you call in, you know, 470-508-1160, or if you go to thequestatlanta.com, or if you donate from the app, the next five donations or pledges uh, are going to get a $20 gift card to Bad Daddies at Marietta <laughs> Shalliford. Awesome. Yeah, and that includes uh, five free kids' meals. Wow, that's that's a pretty cool thing. So the next five of those... I um, also want to give a shout out here to Eileen. That's in honor of Deacon uh, Kazan. Thank you very much, uh, Gerard, in support of Christine Falucco and Monica Bosco. <laughs> thank you very much. And uh, uh, Georgian uh, from Buford, we want to thank you uh, for your generosity as well. So once again, that's 470-508-1160. Uh, you can go to thequestatlanta.com or donate on the app. And uh, dollar for dollar, it's going to be matched. Whatever whatever it is you donate or pledge, it will be matched. Deacon? So, so Father, uh, so spinning back back to where I think you had this draw to the church, right? Um, and I don't want to get chronology out here, but you had a confirmation. Eventually, you had a confirmation that led to priesthood. So tell us a little bit about that journey to confirmation. All right. So one of the things, obviously, I was kind of deistic at a, at a point. And this event that happened while I was at the factory, I came back from the factory, watched, watched that movie. It was the Omen remake of the Omen. And I went back to read the book of Revelation. Mm. 
Well, that's where the event happened. I suddenly had it in my mind, as I recall picking up the Bible, that I should be reading the books of the gospel. And so I did. And I read probably all those books of the gospel, the four books of the gospel, in probably a day or two. I just wow. spent like all my time reading them, and I was absolutely convinced of Christ at the end of that. Binge reading, were, were, yeah, binge were, reading the gospel. Were you a reader? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So you're reading. Yeah, I, I read a lot, read a lot. I do more audio books these days, <laughs> nevertheless. So I read the books of the gospel. I was convinced of Christ, and from that, I had philosophy in my background. So my question there was simply. How does one be Christian? What's the rational answer to that? And it took me a couple of months, maybe two months, to come to the conclusion that it was Catholicism. So eventually I got confirmed. I came back to Georgia. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous that I was going to a private school. I had a free ride at UGA. So I was like, what am I doing? Mm. <laughs> why am I mm. why am I wasting my parents' money at you know, ba I love Baylor, but why am I wasting their money? And so I went to UGA and there I got confirmed. And took a little while, but I got confirmed. And ever since that point, it was in the back of my mind to be a priest. It just kind of came and various events happened during that time period that helped confirm that. I kind of didn't like the idea of it initially. All those points you make, it's like that thread of seeking the good. And I think John Paul II said this, that's sown in every human heart, right? And you were just simply following that. I think a, a stunning, very simple thing is you picked up the Bible. <laughs> I mean, what a simple thing, and it's just sitting there, but we must we must pick it up. So uh, great. So so you get to confirmation, gifts of the spirit, and then you had this urging to for priesthood. Right, right. And uh, so you're listening to uh, Catholic uh, Atlanta Catholic Radio AM eleven sixty on our fall uh, pledge drive, and you can uh, donate to the station at four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. That's four seven zero five zero eight. 1160, or you can go online to questatlanta.com or use the mobile app, the Quest Atlanta mobile app, and just hit the donate button there. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right, so so you're having this, uh, so that you're UGA. When did you go to law school? Yeah, so I was a lawyer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> prior, yeah, yeah. prior to being a, a priest. prosecutor. Right, philosopher and lawyer. I, I like both of those things. Uh, preferred the philosophy over law, but uh, but it was a fulfilling job. Yeah, so I was a, I was a prosecutor down in the Griffin Judicial Circuit. Uh, very fulfilling work. I had a good boss there at the time. So I went to law school at UGA as well. So double dog, as they call it, <laughs> two degrees at UGA. <laughs> And I got my degree in philosophy, which was actually a last semester change. And then I went into law school. So that was 2009. I entered law school. So 2012, I graduated law school and started my started my job as a prosecutor, state prosecutor down in Fayette. But the interesting thing is you didn't feel comfortable with public speaking. Right. Initially, I didn't. Yeah, that's true. And then you found maybe gifts of the spirit. I don't know. Post-confirmation. Yeah, yeah there, there's an there's an interesting thing with this. I feel I can share this on the radio. I don't like talking about the I don't generally like talking about things that are kind of potentially miraculous that have happened. 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I feel that way, but I guess I'm a cynic in many ways. I'm very skeptical mm-hmm. myself. So when this happened to me, I'm like, well, this definitely could just be a psychological phenomena or something weird. But there was an event that happened to me actually while I had already started working. So I was already I was already getting comfortable to trial work as a prosecutor, at least in what we call a vertical prosecution system. You handle a lot of trials, a lot of trials. So I already was a little bit more comfortable with public speaking than I realized I would be because I was actually kind of terrible at it before. Interestingly enough, it's just how it happens. This is all God's will here because mm-hmm. this is not planned out on my part. At any rate, I go to these. Uh, we There was a, a traveling reliquary guy. So he brings a lot of relics. Mm-hmm. And he brought relics to Peachtree City's Holy Trinity. And I was over there. And I remember picking up one of the basically looks like a monstrance. You know what a monstrance looks mm-hmm. like. Uh, but it's a reliquary. holds a relic. And I pick it up. And I have this sensation, the best way I can describe it, it felt like there was fire in my heart coming up through and out of my tongue. Hmm. And I was like, ooh, that is interesting. And so I put the put the reliquary down, and I see whose relic it is, and it's St. Mark the Evangelist. <laughs> and, well, this is certainly not why I became a priest, but it definitely made me think. And one of the things I was drawn to with the priesthood is teaching particularly mm-hmm. and i thought well it's not necessarily a priestly vocation right to to teach and preach well i was i was told otherwise yeah, i i was absolutely. hanging out with the dominicans and stuff and they say preaching is one of the primary draws of priesthood mm-hmm. so yeah so that was a an interesting aspect. And then it, you yeah. responded to uh, just, again, it's like the Lord is ever so slowly wooing you, you know? Then you, you responded to uh, Come and See, I think it was at, uh, at a Conyers, is that right? And then, Yeah, well, they did a, they do discernment retreats, or at least they did at the time for any guy who was considering a religious vocation, period. Whether it was with them as a Trappist monk or with just priesthood generally. So that was, it was a fairly... Fairly, fairly helpful time. I kind of, I think I kind of made up my mind then, okay. at the end of that uh, that discernment retreat. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio AM 1160, the Quest Fall Pledge Drive. And to make a pledge or donation, you can call four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. That's four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. Or you can go online at thequestatlanta.com, or use the uh, Quest Atlanta mobile app and just hit the donate button. Um, Jerry, let me, yep. let me, can I just jump in here real Please. quick? Uh, a couple things I want to mention is that we've got that dollar-for-dollar dollar match going on up until 11 o'clock. So, you know, whatever whatever it is you can donate, uh, it's much appreciated. And I also want to mention this, too, that uh, there are a lot of people right now, obviously with, with the economy, with the inflation, uh, also some people financially have not still recovered from the pandemic so there are a lot of people who are not able to support us financially, and that's totally understandable. Uh, we are very thankful for our monthly donors, the people that have generously given over the the past 12 months. Uh, what we ask, though, and, and we are very appreciative of that, but since we do have fewer donors, uh, people that just can't, they just can't swing it right now, 
Uh, and plus, our expenses have gone up because of inflation. I mean, we're the same as any household. <laughs> the, the quest, you know, we got to buy stuff at Walmart and, you know, everywhere else. Um, we, we ask that maybe you prayerfully consider whatever that monthly donation is. Maybe if you could increase it by 10 or 20%, it would be greatly appreciated. And I just wanted to mention, uh, Judy, I just saw that uh, she just she had already made a monthly d- pledge, but she just called in and increased it, uh, her recurring monthly uh, donation by 50%. And that is so generous. And, and we really thank you for that uh, because we do lean on our monthly donors a lot and we're having to lean on you just a little bit more right now. Uh, so we really appreciate that. And actually, with the match, now her donation by 50%, she's just doubled it. <laughs> so that is <laughs> that is that is so cool. We also want to thank Renee from Johns Creek uh, for donating as well. So uh, I wonder if that's Renee from our office. Thank you, Renee. <laughs> I bet sure it is. It sure is. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, thank you very much. We're going to uh, break here pretty soon. We can do that now, or do you want to say a few things first, or should we go uh, ahead and break? I, I, I was just going to say, you know, um, in addition to financial uh, contributions, certainly prayer for the oh, station. Absolutely. And, and it, right now, if you're listening to, to Father Ben's story, um, there's always things the way the Holy Spirit uses um, this this witness and this station, right, to, to touch your heart. And maybe you need some prayer. We've, we've got a chapel right next door, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there's people on their knees praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament right now, so please uh, call in and let us know what we can do to help there. So. Um, when we come back uh, from a, a brief bre- uh, break, um, Father Ben um, will continue his post-conversion story, uh, one that led to priesthood, one that you won't want to miss. So please stay tuned, and, and we're going to be right back. You are listening to AM 1160 The Quest, and this is our Fall Pledge Drive, where the theme is The Best of the Quest, Stories of Inspiration. After hearing these stories of inspiration, if you are moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the best of The Quest pledge drive shortly on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. AM 1160 The Quest had such an overwhelming response to the Book of Esther Bible study that we're once again teaming up with Proclaim My Word to bring you a new study called God's Plan to Protect You. Carrie Allen, what are you going to do? Present the letter to the Ephesians written by St. Paul. It's an awesome letter that he is trying to encourage the Ephesians to stay strong in their faith, not to forget their first love and to understand that God has a plan for them and he has a plan for all of us. Sounds great. How do we get in? On this. Go to the website, proclaimmyword.org, and register, sign up, and then you can download the study guide, which you can use as you're listening. But also, it will give you an opportunity to form some small groups, either virtually with another group, or you can use in person, in your area, in your church, neighborhood, or whatever, that you can uh, study the Letter to the Ephesians together. The Letter to the Ephesians Bible Study starts this October on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. In today's world, cybersecurity is critical for your business. Award-winning Versprite provides solutions to protect your company from hackers. For protection now, see versprite.com. That's V-E-R-Sprite.com. The Quest thanks Versprite for their support. 
In the most recent edition of the Georgia Bulletin, read about a new evangelization document outlining a cohesive vision for college campus ministries. The September 15th issue also shares the Pope's plea for peace. Learn more at georgiabulletin.org. Do you have a health club membership? Do you use it? If your monthly gym membership goes unused, is it helping to bring you and others closer to Christ? Maybe you could shift that monthly gym payment to something you do use, like the Quest. Hey, you're listening to us now. We're totally listener-supported. We rely on donations from people like you just to stay on the air. Please, prayerfully consider making a monthly donation to support AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. Our life as moms are so busy. We're driving to and from this activity, that sport, and we're just busy all the time. We need to take a moment for ourselves and to breathe. We need to find a resting place. Um, I know for me, I'm so busy with my children. I don't actually have much time of quiet. And when there is a moment of quiet, my brain is racing to process all the interactions and or images or experiences of my day. Um, how do you find a quiet place? How do you quiet your heart? We must remove things in our lives so that we can have our hearts as a resting place for Jesus. Take a moment and let him dwell inside of you. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Quest invites you to cover the bishops and priests in the Archdiocese of Atlanta in prayer. Just volunteer to commit one hour of prayer per week for a year. No meetings, no paperwork, no reports, just prayer. Learn more at sevensistersapostolate.org. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Father Joseph Morris, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God, we thank you for the blessings of Father Morris, who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he ministers the sacraments, and help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass that is celebrated. Please strengthen him so that he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we support Father Morris in the Archdiocese of Atlanta by offering him kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Father Joseph Morris. Allow him to remain an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen. Hey, I'm E. Walter Smith from Christ Our Hope Parish in Lithonia, Georgia. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO, East Point, Atlanta, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or even find us online at thequestatlanta.com any time of the day. Embrace your journey. <laughs> Come on, join The Quest. The Best of the Quest, stories of inspiration pledge drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to the Best of the Quest pledge drive on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. 
And we are back. We are talking this hour with Deacon Jerry Kazin and Father Ben Thompson from St. Benedict's. And uh, I want to mention, too, that we have the pledge, uh, the, the match going on right now. <clears throat> so anything that you can donate, no matter what it is, I, it, it, you know, $5 might be all you can swing right now. That's fine. That's going to be a $10 donation. But $100, $200, and so on. So make sure we leave that use up all of that match uh, money because I don't want to leave one dollar of it on the table <laughs> uh, it, it's available up until 11 o'clock so uh, let's let's try to take advantage of that so um, so uh, we're talking about Father Ben's uh, vocation here yeah and so this this half hour uh, will continue uh, Father Ben let's listen to your story it's a beautiful story um, and one I, I don't I wouldn't say that you began far away from the Catholic Church, but you weren't born cradle Catholic for sure, right? So uh, by this this gentle urging for good that you've talked about, uh, you found your way to the church. And we're just just wondering, to to quote Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, Mm -hmm. right? So you went to Conyers. You felt, and yeah, Father, I think... Father Ben's young enough to say, Paul who? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you kind of said, okay, I think, I think, Lord, you are calling me to this. So then you, you go to seminary, right? And so tell us a little bit about seminary years. And Sure. So I started seminary up in Mundelein, which is northwest of Chicago, 30 minutes out of Chicago. Beautiful campus. And when I started Bishop Barron... You might know he was the rector over there at the time, and he was named bishop, auxiliary bishop, I think, in L.A. right when I started. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I had him for a very, very short time, like a month, and I never had any classes taught by him. But I think we heard a few of his homilies and Mm. stuff, which was was nice, and he interviewed me Mm -hmm. when I came into the seminary. (laughs) (laughs) Funnily enough, everybody, everybody up north seems to think anything of the slightest bit of a southern accent is a southern accent. And the first thing I remember Baron telling me was, my, what a wonderful southern accent you have. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> Depends where you're from. Right, exactly. Uh, so seminary was, seminary was good, particularly at the start. We do philosophy. Philosophy is required of all priests at the beginning. And then you go into theology for four years. For myself and for Atlanta guys, we also have to do a pastoral year. So if I had no degree, I would have had to do nine years of seminary Mm. formation. Mm. Uh, Since I had a degree, I got to do seven years instead. Ah, Lucky, lucky (laughs) you. Yeah, lucky me. So it was a long process. Seminary, Seminary is almost a mixture between school and a monastic life. Not a strict monastic life, but you live in community, you go to prayer, and you have community events that you all have to go to. So it's not, you don't have as much freedom as you would in, like, say, college or something. So it was almost a return to college in some ways. And in other ways, one of the things that was, I guess it builds humility, is you're kind of treated like a kid again in some ways or a younger person again. We're all children of God, right? Right, (laughs) sure. (laughs) And so going from having put some people away for life Mm -hmm. uh, to and commanding, you know, the courtroom (laughs) to being treated like a kid again Mm -hmm. builds humility. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that in seminary. 
Uh, what was the biggest challenge for that, you? That, I would say. That was one of the biggest challenges. Because you, you had lived a, a former way of life. Yeah. Right? So you kind of yeah. had to put that those urges, that right. intellect, all that stuff aside right. to Not be the formed. intellect. Not okay. the intellect. Okay. That, that, that needs to be utilized. But the other stuff, yeah. I had to... I had to be the lowest of the low again. Yeah. You know, and if I could just jump in here real quick, and I don't know if you were listening to the last hour, uh, we had Father Adam Blatt in here, and he was telling his story, which I'm curious, since you mentioned Chicago, do you know him from Chicago? Oh, yeah. I met him up in Chicago. Okay. So he was uh, he was a native Atlanta priest. Right. Then he w- changed up there. Now he's changed back. Yeah. Tell yeah. you what, he belongs in Georgia. He's a Georgian. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing I can say, though, is sometimes during his homily, he'll say, you guys. So Ooh. he picked, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Like a, a, a boy from <laughs> Noonan, Georgia, saying, you guys, I, yeah. I don't know. Oh. But but the only reason I bring that up, though, and I don't mean to derail your story here, but the only reason I bring that up is because he was talking about he was in the Air Force and then went to ah, seminary right out, right out of Air Force. So he said that was quite a drastic change for him. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it, it just, it's a very yeah. similar situation to what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Interestingly you. enough, I almost went to the Air Force Academy. Mm. I got, I got acceptance there and everything, but it didn't, didn't work out. Bishop, 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 yeah, Ned took, yeah, Bishop yeah. Ned took that path. You know, he was a, a, a an Air that. Force pilot. Yeah. And, and I, there's more to his story, but I'm just saying a transition from the Air Force into um, yeah. becoming a bishop in the church. Yeah. So, um, so, so uh, you had those challenges. Uh, so seven years, uh, most of that was at Mundelein. Uh, all of it was at Mundelein. I mean, okay. there was one year I spent in St. Joseph's and Marietta. We okay. have a pastoral year that we have to do in Atlanta. Right. Okay. So then, ordination, ordination day comes, and um, May twenty eighth so, of this year. Yep. And so, you know, so um, any comments on ordination? I mean, I don't know how you describe that, but just top of mind comments. Oh, it. <sighs> It was it was surreal in some ways. I had a great ordination weekend. Everything just went well, like everything. So so no ang- angst. Uh, you know, you hear some of these saints. I don't, I don't get angst very often. Okay. Yeah. If if you're just tuning in, to, it's uh, this is uh, Quest Catholic Radio. Um, at AM eleven sixty, the Quest Fall Pledge Drive. To make a pledge or donation, just call four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. That's four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty, or you can go online to thequestatlanta.com or download the Quest app and just hit the donate button. And Deacon Jerry, if I could just jump in here real quick, because maybe somebody is listening right now and they're thinking, you know, I'm going to make a, I plan on making a pledge, but I want to do that later. Actually, this is the time to do it right this minute, because not only do we have the dollar for dollar match going on where every every donation, and I I don't care if it's a $2,000 donation, it's going to be matched dollar for dollar. Uh, We've got that going on, but we also have, and I don't, think we've used them up yet i'm pretty sure we haven't uh it was for the next five donations uh and i think we still have a couple left but we've got these 20 dollars gift cards to bad daddies at marietta uh shalliford and shalliford so uh that includes uh five free kids meals wow so uh 20 gift card to bad daddies uh if you want to donate right now this is the time to do it this minute uh, so yeah, okay, Deacon. Sorry about that, but no, no, no. Go good, ahead. very good. We, we. Um, so, so, uh, Father, you uh, mentioned about you know this uh, the challenge, the biggest challenge at seminary was this former way of life. Well, you can't just put that away. Okay, so ordination comes, right? God has bestowed you great faculties and gifts. Um, so, how are you assimilating that former way of life now? 
I, I'm interested in serving with you, but but just for you to articulate some of those joys of priesthood, maybe you know, did it, it, what kind of expectations you had, what what expectations were met, you know, those kinds of things. So. I say some of the biggest joy of priesthood is is the teaching aspect and the preaching aspect. So it's kind of been confirmed in what drew me too, because that was one of the things that drew me into priesthood, the more uh, human level of of being drawn to priesthood, right? So that was kind of that's kind of been confirmed with me in my in my time, my very short time in mm-hmm. priesthood so far. One of the one of the other good things about entering into priesthood is I'm now busy again. I was a little worried that I wouldn't be busy again, but I am definitely busy, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's a good thing. And I'm glad to be contributing to society again. That was a that was another thing with seminary. It's just I went from working a lot uh, to doing a lot less work in seminary because it's it's a one size fits all sort of thing. So. You know, people come from all different walks of life in seminary. It's like the military in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's not like the typical college where everybody tests in for, and so you're kind of put amongst peers of a certain group. Everybody, every there's guys who are way smarter than you. There are guys who maybe have a lot less work ethic, you know, because they just haven't experienced it in life yet. So to kind of return. Uh, kind of to return to a work life was very satisfying too. Uh, it's work. Nobody really, everybody wants to not work in, in some way to some degree, but the fulfillment of working is 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 nice. I, I just I just see it from my angle as as your deacon to to see the demand on a priest, you know, and 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 the need that's out there. And in some t- cases, it's it's not even the need isn't even known. Until you know some life events happen. Yeah, um, very true. You're, you're listening to Father Ben Thompson and his uh, journey to faith and the, um, the 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 wooing of the Lord toward good. And you can support Quest Atlantic Catholic Radio during this fall pledge drive by dialing four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. That's four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty, or going online at the thequestatlanta.com or the Quest Atlanta. App. So um, the joys, the joys of priesthood. So um, what, what other things, I guess, that have uh, uh, surprised you, you know, post-ordination? Some surprises. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's a loaded question. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Surprises. You know, one, one, it, well, you think ahead. about that. And I, I want to ask you a question, if you don't mind, Deacon. Mm-hmm. But I, I've, I've never asked a priest this before. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you just get ordained, and you're saying your first mass. Is that is is that like, oh boy, what am I doing? I mean, oh, what's yeah. the feeling? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely definitely the first mass, and honestly, for a few masses more. I'll catch myself, caught myself, and it's really no longer this way, but I catch myself like at the elevation or at the words of consecration, right? thinking like, oh, I'm not supposed to be saying these words. It's like, you know, I, I spent my all my time not saying the words of the priest, and now I'm the one saying them. And I don't know if it's like this for anybody else, but sometimes when you go to Mass a lot, sometimes you just know what the priest says because mm-hmm. you've seen it so many times. And so you can sometimes 
start saying what the priest says by accident, right? Right, right. At least that's happened to me before. And then you catch yourself, and you're like, don't, 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 no. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm the one saying it. So mm. I'd say the first few masses, it was it was really kind of surreal. You kind of get this, I guess you would say, imposter syndrome sort of thing. Well, and I would, if it were me, I, I and I don't know this, obviously, because I've never even been close, but I would just think that, you know, during the consecration, it's like, did I do it right? Oh did, yeah, that you know? <laughs> that happens too. I, I, yeah, so I've had one to... or more priests ask me that, standing four feet away. Right. So <laughs> I try to be very, very, very intentional with the mass, particularly at the point of consecration. Yeah. and I used to be pretty scrupulous back in the day. No longer, but I used to be pretty scrupulous. But when it comes to something as important as the consecration, even there those sort of things can resurface scrupulosity being like worrying too much about the the nit gritty details and doubting way too much giving too much concern to doubt and one of the things that happens in consecration that you're supposed to have you're supposed to have the right intention you're supposed to have the right intention namely of basically transubstantiating these things into the body and blood of christ and so i want and i sometimes worry well is the intention fully there did I? Do you have an I intent meter? That I apply it to the <laughs> yeah. right thing. One of the one of the things our bishop said to me, which was which was pretty useful, is he was telling us as he was blessing our chalices, make the dedication now to the right intention of consecration, hmm. and therefore you can refer back to this moment every time you do the consecration, ah. and be confident that you're consecrating everything correctly. Awesome. Um, so hmm. that's that's a way kind of to deal with it, I suppose. If you're just tuning in, uh, to this is uh, Quest Atlanta Catholic Radio. Uh, AM 1160, the Quest Fall Pledge Drive. To make a pledge or donation, just call 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Or go online to thequestatlanta.com or the mobile app and hit the donate button. Um, so, Father, what would you... What... Before, before can we give a shout-out yeah, to a couple sure. people here? Please, please do. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Because I, I want to thank these people. Uh, I, and I believe all these uh, $20 gift cards to Bad Daddies, uh, Marietta mm. Shalliford, uh, are gone at this point because I believe Ken from Powder Springs got one. I believe thank Anita you, from Ackworth. Mm. Thank you. Uh, uh, Eric from Canton. Uh, Sandra from Woodstock. And uh, Christine from Ackworth. Awesome. Thank yes. you so much. We, you we thank you all for that. But whether you got the gift card or not, dollar for dollar, whatever you pledged or donated is going to be matched dollar for dollar and that's going on up until 11 o'clock so you only got you know less than 10 minutes to take advantage of that so i wonder if that's the kin i know over there he's in that area could be could be well thank you all that's that's fantastic very so, generous so so father ben to anyone you know listening right now it, we, we we've heard these gentle urgings of your heart toward good um we all have vocation to something the lord is calling us to something so but to anyone listening who may be discerning a priesthood or a diaconate or religious life, um, do you have any suggestions? Yeah, definitely. Uh, prayer, obviously. Uh, make sure your prayer life's in order. Make sure your uh, confessions are in order. I don't think you'd have an easy time with these things if you have any major sins going on in your life or if you are not necessarily praying too much. I think you should, you know, I, I don't want to put a specific time on your praying, but I think you should at least be dedicating about 30 minutes of your day at least to prayer. 
And some of that prayer should be moving towards a type of silent prayer, which is not just not saying anything, but also trying not to think too much either, just by placing yourself interiorly before God. Uh, Eucharistic adoration can be a good way to do that. But well, uh, would, would you say listening? It, it is. It is a listening and it's a listening so much so that you aren't. Yeah, you aren't really doing the talking, even of your mm -hmm. own head. You know, thoughts are kind of a type of talking, you might say. And so obviously there's no such thing as not thinking and still being yeah. conscience, conscious, but it's kind of letting letting your particular anxieties and worries just fade away and trying to just be present to God. Which is a hard state to get to. Oh, yeah, to. it is, especially because in this day and age. I'll, I'll sit, find myself sitting in adoration, and, it, you know, you, I want to just sit there in silence, and then I'm like, you know, did I pick up that thing yeah, at the store? Exactly. Did, oh, wait, 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 no, no, and then... You know, focus. You that's know. called that's called custody of thought. Uh, you know, to, yeah. to try to take custody of your thinking. Not you can't stop thinking, but you can certainly choose what you you know think uh, on, right? And choose right. to. Mm -hmm. um, so, did you ever have any doubts? You oh know? yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and, and one more thing about that that way of praying, kind of what you said about William James, that mm -hmm. the philosopher, right? It's it's more what you uh, don't think about than what you do think about right mm, mm. and mm. god's presence god being truth itself existence itself there's no boundary to god there's no limitation to god he is infinite and so your perception of god isn't going to come in some form of a finite thing except looking at him through his human person perhaps like through the eucharist or something but your perception of him is not going to be in a kind of finite container. There's no container for God. So that's why the type of thought of God or the, the presence of God to your mind is not going to, you might say, look like something. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a thought, but it's a, it's a thought that you can't even encompass. So we have to kind of prepare prepare yeah. to invite him in but he can kind of break through some of these things yeah. that get in the way to remove the earthly things that get in our our head the finite things now as you're saying about doubt you asked do i have any doubts along the way well i had both doubts of the faith and i had both doubts of uh, my vocation and by doubts i don't mean like the the thing of sin though i'm sure that happened a few times but i the temptation to doubt you might say and I had temptations to doubt in both the faith and in priesthood. And uh, the priesthood is far less certain to me than the faith was. The faith was pretty solid and certain when I thought and spent a good amount of my time thinking about it. But the, the priesthood, I don't think you're ever going to have true certainty. If you, if you kind of know you're what intellectual... Down, right? right. Well, yeah, yeah. And even that, in a sense, it's like, well, now I don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm. But I'm, I don't think a, you, a person will ever have intellectual certainty in any of their particular vocations. Because it's not, I don't think it is an object of intellectual certainty. I think God could probably give you something like intellect, uh, uh, moral certainty. But not, I don't think intellectual certainty is even possible, actually. That's just my opinion, though. Well, that, that's what we're seeking. That's good. <laughs> well, Father Ben, uh, we just want to thank you for sharing your faith. Um, you know, that just uh, beautiful winding road uh, to priesthood and the lives that you touch. 
um, and it and it makes such a, a personal point on the importance of a, a broadcast like this to be able to share that with so many people. Uh, and the impact of Cluster Radio. For our, our listeners, um, you know, Father Ben's sharing is what happens with your pledge. Uh, it enables the station to touch the lives of people. Maybe maybe you're thinking right now, you know, I ought to, I ought to make a pledge, but in finding all kinds of reasons, um, why not to? But just so please call. And if you're driving, certainly uh, pull over and, and give us a call. And, and we just need everyone to help. Uh, 470-508-1160. That's 470 470- 508 1160. Uh, we, we still have some matching funds for a few more minutes here left in this hour. Um, so please call now or go online to questatlanta.com or the Quest Atlanta app. Perhaps you'd like to designate a, uh, a donation in honor of someone that mm-hmm. can be read on the air. Um, uh, you just call in and let us know, or you can go on the questatlanta.com and just click the donate button. And there's a spot there to designate uh, to donate in, in honor of someone, and their name will be read on the air. Um, in, in fact, ve- we have one. If I could just interrupt please, real quick, please. Uh, Dan from Atlanta uh, ha- has made a donation, and he wanted to mention Father Ray in uh, his efforts as uh, vocations director. Oh, he was on good. our first hour this morning yes. at eight o'clock. Uh, so, you know, like you were saying, if you want to do it in in, in the, to mention somebody, that's great. We also want to thank uh, Gary and Lori uh, from Gainesville for their very generous donation as well. Mm-hmm. And were you you done? So I want to say a couple things kind of going off what you were talking about here, uh, Deacon. But um, that, you know, you were talking about the, you know, if you're listening and everything. And I I was just thinking about this as you were saying that. I've heard of these stores like over in, I don't know if it's in Japan or where, but like, but they don't have these, uh, uh, they they don't have like prices on there. It's like, you know, whatever you can give, Mm. you know, they... it's it doesn't cost anything if you if you can't afford it you can take it for free but whatever you feel it's worth whatever you can give and that's kind of what we are we don't charge anything for this we can't really but if if there's some programming whether it's during this pledge drive whether it was over the past months or whatever if there was something that you heard that touched you and hopefully maybe you can make a donation to support that so that there's more of that so that it can maybe connect with you again or it could connect to somebody else who doesn't know they even need to be connected to yeah or nothing more just to express gratitude i Mm -hmm. think it's always good to be like the leper who went back to thank the lord for being healed you know and if there's something that's touched you this day then certainly um express that gratitude Uh, if you can uh, financially otherwise you know pray for the station Mm -hmm. and its success yeah, well um, said. So we, we, we thank uh, our listeners and, and all who donated today and those who pray to keep the station on the air and, and continuing to expand. Uh, please keep calling and praying. Uh, we're here. We need your support to reach our financial goals. Um, please continue to share the quest with your friends and family. You send an email or ask uh, your Facebook friends to tune in and pledge or pray for quest. It's, it's just one way to evangelize, and we're all called to do that. Can we conclude with a quick prayer? Please do. We have, do. We have a moment? Please do. Um, so let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us, um, Father, we, we thank you for um, uh, what we've accomplished this hour. We entering the hearts of our listeners, our donors, for those who pray for this station, and for our, our guest, Father Ben, and your generosity in supporting the quest. We pray for those who, who may not be listening, and for those who are in most need of your mercy, especially those who are now experiencing the, the conflict of war or strife um, or suffering in any way, that you console them 
and bring about peace and healing by changing hearts and minds. And Father, we raise these prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. We'll now Amen. be taking a, a short break, and we'll be right back.